I want to say this, that um, before I share the word of God with you today, I want to call our attention to what God has been doing among us. I love to come down from this hiding place. I want to say to you all, congratulations for 2019. I think there is something that we all recognize at the beginning of this year that was very firm from God. And that is that this is the year of God's glory for the church of God on earth. All right? And we all agree looking at the statistics of what God is saying. And when I speak to you in this church that God is saying this about a year, you will recognize those of you who are very exploring, you will recognize there are some prophets across the globe too who pick up the same thing. And you begin to see on the YouTube, some of them say similar things. And you see some of the preachers of the gospel who are connected to heaven across the globe from Australia to America, Africa, they begin to say the same thing. And um, I will say to you in Christ with Tabernacle, because you are the first trustees of God's secrets, God demands a lot from you. You cannot be aware of what God is doing and then fall out from what God is doing. Turn that away from me. Remove, remove it from the back. Remove the, these, the cables. All the cables out. Are you with me now? You cannot be aware of what God says and yet miss out from the manifestation. When God tells you something, it's because God wants you to be, to be, to participate in it. Especially when God tells you that He's going, I'm going to bless in this season. I'm going to lift up people's hands. Remove the back, the, the, the cable from the back completely, so it's no more speaking. So, if God tells you promises and He tells you what He's doing. The reason is because God wants you to be a participator and a partaker. Yes? yes sir. Do we agree? Yes, sir. But you know, every promise that God gives have condition. God can only be serious with those who are serious with Him. And those who decide to treat Him with contempt, He can help them. Can I have my telephone? Uh, give it to one of you. Put it on. I want to read to you a prophecy that one of us, one of our sisters received. So, when God promises, the promise of God is for all, but it is not, it does not manifest on all. Let me give you an example. For God so loved what? The world. But is the world saved? No. But God loved the whole world because he created the world. And God gave His only begotten Son to the whole world because He does not want the world to perish. Who wants the work of His hand to be destroyed? No one. So God so loved the world 
John 3, 16, he gave his only begotten son to the whole world that whosoever believes in him, that is a qualification of the statement. Though he loved the whole world and he gave his only begotten son for the whole world, but then he put a condition there. As much as God does not want the world to perish, he gave his son. Only those who believe in him will not perish. I would gather now, every promise of God has a condition. Because God is a God of equity, a contract is a binding decision between two parties. Okay? And one man cannot sign a contract, cannot form a contract. It takes two to form a contract. And for the contract to be beneficial to both, both must fulfill their obligations. I would together now. So when God told us that he would bless us, God said that this is the year of his glory, that the glory of God had descended upon us. Okay? Why some of you are still wondering where is the glory, some are manifesting the glory already. And why I'm saying this is because I want you to understand God. Many of us take God for granted. God to some of us is like, if I need him, let me go to him, use him and get out. (laughs) But God cannot be used. God cannot work for someone who doesn't work for him. (laughs) God cannot turn to you more than how you turn to him. Really, if you treat God as a God that you can worship when you are convenient, it's convenient for you. What happens, and I'm going to show you the Bible here, is that God ignores you. In the days of your need. He knows that the days are coming before you. Really, he will set you up to get your attention. But when God does that, that Christian will suffer terribly before he will get the face of God. So that he will learn to respect, to honor, to love the Lord his God with all his heart and with all his mind. And to anyone God does that, it's because God truly loves you. So therefore... In this season, the power of God is available to all Christians on earth who turn to the Lord. Somebody sent me a text. I want to read the text to you, among you. And I want to follow the text because within, this is January, isn't it? January 2009. Come on now, let's speak together. January 2009. Do you remember what happened to us six months ago? We were looking forward to the end of the year, the end of the year. Let me tell, announce this good news to you. January is over. 2019 started and the first month is over. But I have had testimonies in this house within three weeks of the month, of the year. I've had people who have encounters of the Lord, which they never had before, within these three months. Three weeks of this year. Last Sunday, I was in your midst when I was praying here for you during worship, and I began to speak, pray for the sick, pray for people as the Holy Spirit was directing me. And then I walked on this stage to the middle there, and I stopped and I said, Is God interested in toothache? Did you remember I said that? And I said, yet he is interested in toothache, and that toothache is healed. The person who had the toothache was right behind me. And he was praying, if you, if you didn't know that, it's because you did not come on Friday. 
He gave testimony on Friday, the overcomers night. This church, God gave you two sessions in a month. First, second, third of the month, God said, tell members of CFT to write their requests and bring them to me. So that they will not struggle for the rest of their month. And he said to me that on this last Sunday, Friday of the month, let them come and testify, for I will do wonders. So every last Friday of the month here is a covenant day, night, for anybody, everybody. So that what God did in that month will testify. But first, second, third, our prayer time for us to present what we want in the month to God. Those of us who do that, you see how easy life is. If you have been doing that, you better join. Life is so easy. Success is the cheapest thing to attain, attain with God. It's with God. Unless the Lord build the house, they labor in vain. So that brother was here last Sunday behind me among the choir who gave a testimony that he had a, tooth, a, tooth, a terrible toothache, very excruciating pain. And he was one of those who sang on the wedding. And you know, he said that he prayed to God and told God that on the wedding, please don't let me have my toothache so that I may sing. All right? You know, I'm teaching about the three pillars, in, you know, into supernatural. And that's what I'm still teaching you today. And um, so on the day he will sing, the pain left. Because that's what he has from God. Amen? <laughs> if he had known, he would have told God to take it away completely. But he asked God, take it away for the time I will be ministering. And God did. And then after ministering in singing, the tooth came, today came back terribly. You know, you know the devil, that's how he does. But when I was ministering here and I was mentioning people's cases, you know, uh, health issues and stuff, he said he was behind me asking God, please speak to the mouth of your servant. I want to be healed of this pain. Please let apostle mention my case. And I finished praying. Go, I, I've told the video section to capture all the time that word of knowledge is given and the testimony that follows it. And we're going to do a documentary of that in the new month. We'll be watching those things. So that people can know that when, when, when a man of God says, God is saying this, some people wonder that I am in the same place. Why didn't I hear God? Hallelujah. Do you know why? <laughs> and they say that, well, I don't think God is saying anything. All right? But simple proof that God spoke to some people is this, apart from the physical manifestation, is this. What you are thinking in your heart, I wonder how many people know it right now. What you are thinking in your mind. The next person beside you, does he know it? So when God speaks to him, how can you know it? He speaks to the spirit of man. And that man was healed on the spot. The pain left instantly last Sunday. He went to that pulpit to, to minister and singing with excruciating pain. He cried to God, and God put it in my mouth. And then I said, Is God interested in toothache? Is, is that not strange? He was telling God, Heal my toothache. And God answered him, Is God interested in toothache? Oh, yes, He is. No, you are now healed. And my statement does not look tangential to what I was talking about. But God spoke to someone and took away his pains instantly. Now, let me read this prophecy to you. This person wrote this to me yesterday. And it's a good thing for me to read to all of you, one of us. He says, Good afternoon, Apostle. I'm not sure 
if if the pastor Tara come and read it for me. <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> He's my reader. <laughs> Good afternoon, Apostle. I'm not sure if this came from my mind or God was speaking. Please, could you confirm? At 12 noon, I was praying and thanking God for the service yesterday. And I, want, and I want to see and hear like you. I believe God's prophetic came upon me. He said I should tell everyone, CFT globally, he's coming sooner than we think. That March, the month of March that is, will be a time of destruction for those who do wrong, who live for the flesh and worldly desires, that his hand is short to save those people. He mentioned other things I can't remember. Apostle, I'm not sure if I spoke this all from my mind or it's true. Thank you. Can you see that? Now you can see the genuity of that person. That the person had an encounter, but the person doesn't understand. He thought it was her mind as well as this is God. The mind of man cannot think of the statement spoken. Like the mind of man cannot think that can God heal, is God interested in toothache? He will look silly. <laughs> the mind of man cannot think that, oh, somebody is here who is having hemorrhage and pain in the anus, in a meeting of gentlemen and ladies, and then heal the person. And so, but there is another thing you pick up in her, in her experience. She lacked faith. And the Bible says in the book of Romans 12, you read from 4, when it was talking about different kinds of gifts, it says, He that prophesies should prophesy in proportion of faith. So I replied to her and said, You have just encountered the prophetic spirit. Because when the prophetic spirit speaks through a vessel, you'll be hearing what you are saying because it was not in his, her mind. She was speaking out the things that she was saying, but she was hearing what she was saying. But then her human mind interjected that, are you the one thinking about this or is just coming, where is it coming from? So the moment she had the human mind interjected, though she continued to speak, but she could not remember what she said. But up to the point that she did not, her mind did not, was not in, involved. She remembered everything she said. But that did not stop the flow. The flow continued, and she said many things thereafter, but she can't remember anymore because faith has gone. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he who prophesies, she prophesied according to proportion of faith. So I told her, what you need to do is to pray for faith. That God will grant you faith in, in, in proportion to the prophetic. I will together now. Because he who prophesies needs faith to be able to declare it. Sometimes prophecy will come to your mind. You will know it before you say it. Some other time prophecies will come to your lips. And it will not allow your mind to be fruitful. And the one that comes from your lips, those are the utterances from God. Which you are hearing as you are saying it. And that is not subject to your thinking or your decision to speak or not. But in the situation where God speaks to your mind and through your mind to your lips, that's the time you may begin to consider that what am I saying? Am I really saying something that has sense? Hello? But you know, every one of us who have come to the place where we utter those things, we have passed through that stage at one time or the other in our lives. 
but we, be, we continue to equip ourselves with the reading of the Word of God. It is the reading of the Word of God with understanding that build up faith in us. That's why if I have word of knowledge, I can tell you that somebody is here who is having this case. Stand up. And he will stand up. And it does not matter how derelict or how terrible the condition is. I will not have second consideration when I command that situation to disappear. And it will disappear on the spot. And you are witnesses of this. So, a believer who will operate in the prophetic must be a person grounded in the word. Because the prophetic will come as a gift, but what nurtures it is the Word of God, the knowledge of the Word of God. If you commit yourself to ceaseless study of the Bible with the intention to know God more, then you will begin to go from one height to the other in prophetic. Now, this week God has been so gracious to us as the Lord has taught us so much on marriage. I intended to continue on the marriage seminar, but I recognize that Sunday we are looking at the three pillars into supernatural, and when I go in the week, I will continue my marriage seminar in the week for those who want to know. Hallelujah. If you don't know how to find a wife or a husband, we have treated it in this week. If you have been having problems and headaches in your marriage, solutions have been spoken this week. Okay? So, go on. If you miss the meeting, those seminars, go back and check the... Some of you go and pay thousands to the people they call counselors. Okay? Whereas, the, 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 the greatest counselor is in the house. Holy Spirit of God. And when he's speaking, you are not there. And you go and waste money to people who have not married. But they want to teach those who are married what they should do. I can't understand that. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. One day, Pastor, Pastor Sidney, he, he was um, uh, working in, in the Lucian Council. He was the paymaster, whatever, all the section. And uh, the Lucian Council went to America to invite a motivational speaker to come and teach the leadership. And he said he sat there, and the motivational speaker took one of my scriptures that I teach. And he started speaking throughout his time. So after they have paid that man, I think they paid him 17,000 pounds or so. And after they have paid him so much stupendous money, few weeks after, himself and his boss visited me in New Cross. And when they visited me in New Cross, I haven't heard a lot of things about me. I started telling him about the vision. He asked me what about the, what's the vision of the church. And I started talking to him about what the vision is, what we're going to do, what we're achieving, what we're going to be achieving and so And when I was speaking to him, the man said that everything I heard about you is true. He said, we just invited a motivational speaker last month to come and teach us about, to motivate us. He said, but you have motivated me more than this speaker who have collected 17,000 from us. <laughs> you know? Nobody can have the intelligence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, but what you hear, do. And when there's an opportunity for you to learn, don't miss it. Don't say, I've known it. Because we never know what God will speak, even anew. The three pillars of supernatural, I told you, number one is what? Somebody tell me, open your notes and tell me. Psalm 14518. Yes. 
Shall we say it together? The Lord is what? How many of you call him here? Wave your hands to me if you call on the Lord. So you have a guarantee from God that if you call on him, you draw God near. Yes? If you call on God, you draw God near. What is the second pillar? Shall we read it together, please? Say it again. So if anybody wants his heart desire to be fulfilled, what is the medicine? Fear God. Fear God. And you know when I was teaching you or introducing that, I told you to fear God is to shun evil. That's just so simple. To fear God is not a, com- it's not a cumbersome thing. It's just to turn away from evil. When you see evil, don't associate with it. When you have the opportunity to commit evil, decide not to. Because you fear God. You know, Joseph had opportunity to sleep, to have sex in sexual intercourse with one of the most beautiful women who ever lived. Where nobody would know it. And at the age of 17, a teenager, he said, for me to do this and sin against the Lord, I would rather die. That is the fear of God. Now sin, he decided not to. And what is the third thing? Read it. Where is that? So, switch off that screen. What is the first thing you must do? What is the second thing? What is the third thing? I want to hear from here. What is the first thing God required? What is the second thing? What is the third thing? Let me hear from this section. What is the first thing God required? Second? And third? Say it again. One? Two? Three, know this more than you know your career. I beg you. I know a God who has answered to all things. When I was in university, Jesus revealed to me question papers. I told you last year when I was doing my third level in, in arbitration, Jesus revealed to me four, no, five of the six questions they asked. And he gave it to me for memory. So when I got to exam hall, I don't need to worry myself. I just wrote down those things and those are the questions. Jesus revealed to me a man who was in business and he got bankrupt. And the creditors were coming to carry off everything, you know, these, um, these uh, bailiffs. And he came to me in London here. And Jesus revealed to me a bank and the address of the bank and told me to tell him to go and collect money there. 10,000 pounds then, at that time, which is about 100,000 today. 
And the man said, I don't have account with that bank. And I told him, you don't need to. Go there and tell the manager, my pastor said, God has money for me in this bank. Can you see how intelligent that statement is? Yes? And it is at that time, the town was a town that you don't have any black person. And this person talking to me was a black young man. I said to him, when you are going to that bank, put up, dress well, with suit and tie, like a person who is reasonable. And he did. Carry a briefcase. Put all your case file on your company in that briefcase because the manager will ask you of documents. He went to Wickford. He, he got to the roundabout as God showed me. And he found the bank at the roundabout on the left. That's what I told him. I saw it by the Spirit of God. He entered the bank and he said, can I see the manager? The, the lady wondered... Do you have an account or hear what? He said, no. Can I see the manager? When they didn't let him, he shouted. Can I see the manager? The manager had and came out and said, young man, what can I do for you? He said, are you the manager? He said, yes, please, come over. Sit down. He said, what can I do for you? He said, yesterday I was praying with my pastor, and the Holy Spirit said, I have 10,000 pounds here. You know what the manager will do? His leg will go towards the 999 button. Because this guy doesn't talk sense. But don't you understand that where God is talking, he confounds the wisdom of this world, his foolishness. And the manager sat up and said, young man, tell me, what do you want to do with the 10,000? And he brought all his papers of order. He placed an order. He needed 10,000 to pay off the order. And that order was to give him 100,000 pounds. He needed to pay probably about 60,000 pounds to make up of his debt. Okay, because he had paid deposits, and they said, well, if you pay deposit, we'll supply you. Now they now say you have to pay the whole money to supply. All right? And the manager looked at it. The manager said, okay, I'll see you on Thursday in your office. He came out of the meeting and told me that Apostle, you know, he didn't give me the money. I said, who told you that? He said he didn't give me the money. I said, tell me what transpired. He said, the man said, I'm coming to see you on Thursday in your office. I said, what are you telling me? If the bank manager won't give you money, he won't come and see you. I said, God said he has money. They are not bank manager. You will get that 10000 you want. And you will know the Lord is God over the affairs of men. The manager came on that same day and gave him a form and said, If I give you loan, you can't pay. You are not even credit worthy. Sign this form and I give you £10,000 overdraft without interest for six months. Pay your debt and let them pay the money into these accounts. He went, drew the check of 10000 where he did not save, where he did not have account. Manager filled the form he signed in England. When God speaks, who stops him? He says it is God who makes a man, a person, to sit with kings and authorities of nation. People that are relevant will look for you in this city. But you must call on him. You must fear him and you must love him. Don't forget these things I'm telling you. When I teach you, I tell you my personal experiences. I'm not a person who teaches what he doesn't do. Neither do I teach you God can do this when he hasn't done it for me. I don't teach you to do this with God which I've not done. Let me give you brief about calling on God. 
advantages of calling on God. Write this down. Oh, Father. You know the scripture God gave us is a scripture we have read for more than two years. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm 145. I can't hear CFT answer me. So we have been reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it and reading it. And now God is saying to you, let me show you what you have been reading. It's the secret to the, to the heart of God. That's why God is emphasizing on it. The fourth benefits of turning to God or calling on the name of the Lord. God will turn unto you if you can turn unto him. Write that down. Zechariah chapter 1 verse 3. He says, therefore say, say thou unto them. Thus said the Lord of hosts, turn unto me, said the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, said the Lord of hosts. Let me read in the NIV. Therefore tell the people, this is what the Lord Almighty says, return to me, declares the Lord Almighty. And I will what? Return to you. So you write it down. God turned to those who call him. He turned to those who call him. Know this for sure in your heart. Whenever a man turns to God, God turns to him. Number one. Number two. God will remove the veil if you can inquire of him. That's number two. You don't need anyone to inquire on your behalf. The God we serve will remove veil from anybody. Veil is when you come to situations in life that you just don't know what next. Everything looks gloomy and dark before you. It doesn't matter which area of your life it is. You know that this is not what, where you are is not what you should be. You know you should go further in life. You know things should be better for you in these some areas of your life. However, where you are, you are stuck. You just don't know what to do. You may be the one who advises other people, but you cannot make use of the advice yourself. And what you tell people, people are doing it and they are getting better in life. But what about you who is the advisor? Nothing is happening. A state of mind where you cannot understand what next. God will remove the veil if you can call on him. Let's say the scripture Second Corinthians chapter three verse sixteen. It says, But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Verse 18 says, And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Let me say this to you. It is necessary for veils to be removed from man for the man to reflect the glory of God. This is the year of God's glory. The glory is upon all of us. Somebody already now spoke about prophetic that she just received two days ago among you. The glory is here already. We had testimonies of some people on Friday in the overcomers night. Among us, God has touched some people. The first three weeks of January 2019, some people already have had manifestations. People are having visitations from heaven already within the past three weeks. Veil can only be removed when a man turns to the Lord, not turn to man. 
All right? If you are a Christian, you say, I have this man of God, very powerful, so foolish a man. Both you and the man you think is powerful, you are all messed up by the devil. Instead of you to turn to God, so that veils can be removed from you, and if you meet any man of God that is genuine, he will only confirm what God has told you. Because you have sought God yourself, and your veil has been removed. The vision of heaven that God gave you, he will confirm that vision through another man of God, another child of God. Rather, some will say, oh, if I go to that man, I know I will get my solution. When you go to the man, who does the man, what does the man do? If any man will get solution at all, he will turn to the Lord on your behalf. Why can't you turn to God yourself? Who told you that you are less a man than the man of God you are going to? Who said that to you? That God will hear the man of God more than he will hear you. Don't you understand that the, the cry of children is more attentive in the ears of the mother than the cry of the elders? When two people are crying in the house and one is a baby, the mother leaves the elder one and runs for the baby. That is God for you. He will hear you faster than any man of God. Because you are still younger. But you have to turn to him. You have to turn to him. The confidence of a man of God in hearing God, you should have more than that. Listen to me. Veil will be removed. And it shall be removed in this season. Yes, Lord. (laughs) Oh, my God. You never stop speaking. God told me that I should tell you. The person with which I'm speaking to you, God is so much impressed in it. He said, tell them, I will remove the veil in this very season. Someone looking at you, they didn't understand what you're saying. He says, I will remove the veil. Their eyes shall be cleared. My Lord. Some of you will have encounters that if they tell you to leave home, you won't want to leave. You want to remain before God. Are we together now? He wants to show you things. He wants you to know all reason why some odd, ugly situations are happening. God wants you to know the reason. Look at this, how many 28, 28, 28. 29, 29. This yes. It says the secret things belong to the Lord, our God. But the things revealed belong to who? To us. And to our what? Children. For how long? For how long? For how long? For how long? Look at the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's read from verse 9. Very quickly. Shall we read together? However, I No You remember, call on him, fear him, love him. How many of you love the Lord? Wave your hands to me here. So therefore, there are some information that God has not revealed to any prophet. There are some information God will not tell any man of God or woman of God. But he will tell you alone. Did you hear that? No eyes have seen. No ear has had. No man has conceived what God has prepared. Which means it's there for you to know. For those who love him. But you must turn unto him. You must call him. Number three. God will show mysteries. If you can call on him. 
visions of heaven come to those who pray. You know what is going to happen next month? God reveal it to those who seek Him. I will together now. You are going out in the morning. What will happen in your day? God reveal it to those who seek Him. I will together now. God revealed mysteries. Mysteries are things that are hidden that ordinary human mind cannot conceive. Somebody is standing before you and lying to you. And the Holy Spirit will just show you on his chest, lie, 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 hallelujah. You know this, your light uh, is using for Christmas light, yes. LED you call it. Yes, uh, it has been in heaven a long time ago, you just discovered it. Somebody, somebody is talking to you, and his mouth is sweet, and by all actions, no, everybody will believe that. It's just the truth, this guy is telling the truth. And suddenly you see, lie, 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 lie. Hello? Amen. 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 One day somebody came to me. I always tell you stories. That person joined my church at that. Very charismatic. That everybody will wish that he will marry their daughter. And speaking in tongues, he's speaking in tongues like water. He is in the uh, the, the music section, he is in the uh, PA section, he is every section, he is there. Three months he came to me and he told me that, Apostle, Apostle, I said yes, to my house. He said, I had a dream. I want my members to have dreams. A man who has no dream can go nowhere. I will get there now. I'm not just talking about the dream you dream when you sleep. I'm talking about dream as application to vision as well. When you stand, you can imagine good things, yeah? He said he had a dream. Because you know that we are prophetic. I said, what is the dream? He said, when I slept, I saw a sister in the church and we were marrying one another. I said, yes. I want my daughters to be married to a charismatic man like him, humanly. And I asked, what is the name of the daughter? He said, my daughter, Pastor Debbie. He wasn't a, she wasn't a pastor then. I said, that's interesting. Then he said that again, I had another dream so, uh, and I saw I was putting a ring in her hand. <coughs> Wedding gown has been bought. Ring has been bought. What else? I'm talking about God will reveal mystery to you. When he was sitting beside me, before me, telling me that, how can I doubt him? He's charismatic. He, carries, he will carry a microphone and speak out together. He's, he's, everything I need as a man, he has it. He speaks in tongues like water. People that when you say, let us pray that God should heal the blind. Stop. In Jesus' name. Let us pray that God will destroy the devil. Every prayer is tongue. That is advanced level. <laughs> More advanced than me. Hallelujah, somebody. So, standing before me now telling me that my daughter that I cherish so much. I know mysteries belong to God. <laughs> he reveals it to his, the sons of men. And then the Holy Spirit said to me that, ask him, what about the girlfriend he left in Ketu? I said, oh God, what about the girlfriend you left in Ketu? And as God said that to me, I saw the girl. Oh, he said, eh, eh, I have decided not to marry her again. I told her before I left Nigeria that I have no more doing. Uh-uh. Then the Holy Spirit said to me, what about the one in Ibadan? <laughs> I said, bro, <laughs> this is not a time of tonguing. <laughs> hey, what 
about this black one that I'm seeing in the bottle. Ah, he said, my mother said I shouldn't marry her. Then I asked the Holy Spirit, what next? Holy Spirit said, I'm finished. <laughs> so he was looking at me. I said, bro, finish. Finito. He said, what do I have to say? I said, that's all. I've said all I have to say. He got up and his legs were clashing cymbals when he was walking away from me. Why should people deceive you and dupe you when you have the Holy Spirit? Because you are not you haven't got a relationship. You have not been calling him. People shouldn't lie to you and deceive you and you put your finance into deception, put your life into a world of lie. In all of you girls who have not married, do what I say. No man can stand before you and be lying with, to you with sweet sugar-coated mouth. Or, you know, you young men who are not married, a girl walks womanously and she, eh, before you say anything, you say, hallelujah. <laughs> you will know what is inside behind her. <laughs> hallelujah. If anything you say, say hallelujah. Or somebody says, talking to you, I can see God's hand upon you. I can I, I prophesy nonsense. The Holy Spirit of God will reveal what is behind the veil only if you can call on Him. You see, this calling on God is different from when people have problems and they are praying. Okay, we pray when we have problems, isn't it? We pray when we have issues, we fast and stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about somebody who build an altar on a regular basis and call God. Call on the name of the Lord. Are we together now? He reveals mysteries. Okay, now, condition for God to hear you. No, conditions for you to hear Him. <laughs> when you pray, someone can say to me, but I pray a lot. You know, some people, some Christians pray with prayer books. There was madness of prayer books for about for, for ten, within the past 10, 5 years. People just started writing prayer books. Is that also? In Christendom, the prayer that pull up mountain, somebody become rich by it. The prayer that bulldoze the devil. Somebody, people are looking for quick feet. And all those prayers, I read one of the book of prayers one day. And I was so mesmerized. Because in that book it said, pray against the tortoise spirit. And I said, tortoise? All the time I've been going to the spiritual realm, I've never seen a tortoise. <laughs> I've seen a tortoise. Every demon are swift. They don't walk like tortoise. Those guys are fast, man. And he says that tortoise spirit that make your life slow down. Oh, my Lord. And people say, Father, the tortoise spirit, I bind him. I bind. And innocent people are sweating over nonsense. You know what causes life for people to go down, to come down, backwards? And the book of Proverbs said it in chapter 6. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of arms. Poverty will jump upon you like a robber. When others are walking, you are sleeping. They are reading, you are procrastinating. Say it is you now, not the devil. Ah, what about cobweb spirits? In the same prayer book, people are praying cobweb spirit. Cobweb spirit, I have shown you. If you can't see, turn to God. That's all the Bible says. It is, there is no cobweb spirit in the, in the demonic realm. There is no such a thing as cobweb spirit. If they put cobweb in your face, then you are fire, isn't it? I showed you last time in the book of Hebrews, chapter 1 14, said God makes you fire. If you are fire and they put cobweb, can cobweb confront fire? Simple as ABC. All manners of nonsense. 
useless and stupid foolish prayers. But God is so merciful. When people pray out of ignorance, he looks at them. He gives them a little crumbs that fall because they don't read the word of God. Listen to me. For God to hear you, you must seek him with pure hearts. Number one, elements of God hearing you and you hearing God. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says, Flee the evil desire of youth and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call unto God, to the Lord, out of what? Pure hearts. Look at the psalm you read again, Psalm 145, verse 18. What does it say again? The Lord is near to all who call him, to all who call on him in truth. The condition you need for you to hear God and for God to hear you, pure in heart. All right? You must know that the benefit of calling God in truth is that God will be near to you if you regularly call Him in truth. Which means no man can have angelic encounter or visions of heaven if you are not a man of prayer. You cannot. You want to see angels build up the wall and start praying regularly. How many times a day should you pray? I will tell you in a minute from the scriptures. So now we don't understand that if you build up prayer life with God, you will build up a close relationship with God and which means that if you build up close relationship with God, one of the things is that God will be near to you. Now, let me say this to you. The nearer God reveals himself to you, the more confident you are. I would get that now. Because if you have a friend that is close to you and is very powerful, you go and say some things because of your friend. Isn't it? You just cause trouble. Because you know your friend is powerful, he will just sort you out. Amen. That's the reason why Apostle William doesn't fear anything. They say that this is a forbidden forest, this is a shrine. I just walk in it. As far as I'm concerned, there can't be a shrine when I, my friend is with me. It's not possible. He's the only one that to be worshipped. Any other thing proposed to worship does not exist. It's a lie. It's a mirage. Oh, that one is mummy water. I will take it and eat it. If I catch a fish in the river, one man, one part is man, one part is fish, I cut it to two. The one that is man, I throw him back. And the one that is fish, I take it to my eat. I won't pray over it. I was in a place one day, a girl had, uh, was in, uh, involved in witchcraft. She was initiated in the witchcraft. And the parents called me to come and pray for her. I was being crusaded then. I went to their house and they opened, um, they gave me Fanta. When they gave me the Fanta, the girl ran in <coughs> to come and open my Fanta. She opened my Fanta, all right? And they gave me a clean glass. And from her palm, by the spirit, I saw something dropped into the bottle. Okay? But the bottle was clear. The bottle was clear. And she poured the Fanta into the crystal glass, and I picked it up, and I drank half of it, and I put it back down. I just thank God for the drink, though it was poisoned. But because I can't see, physically I can't see the poison, nobody sees it. But I saw it in the spiritual when it entered. 
So, well, I leave it for the one that is invisible. Who is my friend? Even our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is with me all the time. He is with me. It, it, it is... Jesus will not be with me because I am having trouble. No, I call on him regularly. So he's with me all the time. I talk with him all the time. That's what you must do. Don't make Jesus Christ uh, 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 a means to an end. That's a bad relationship. Anyone you love or not, you don't call them when you, have, you want to take money from them. You know, I drank this, this stuff. Put it down. And then as we were talking, something began to grow in the midst of my cup. And it grew before our eyes and became a big ball. Red. And the mother said, Ah, this is poison, this is poison. Because she was from, you know, she was a Muslim, God, God converted. He said, Ah, Majili, this is Majili. I said, Majili. I said, Yes. I said, She said, But I, I gave you the drink. I said, Yes, I know. But I didn't put anything there. I said, Yes. I said, Open the door and bring your daughter. You will see. Amen. Your eyes will open. Amen. When I talk about God, you know, it's not a matter. It's this, God is not a, a it's not, it's not a, a story book. He's a friend of man. And you can befriend him. You can know him. When I say I see, I see. Through what eyes? These same eyes. But I see something else. I told the woman, behind the door, there's somebody there. Go and open the door, bring your daughter. When she opened the door, the daughter was sleeping. The moment she opened the door, bring your daughter. She came. I said, now tell your mother what you put in my drink. Yeah? I didn't put anything in your drink. I didn't put... I said, if you say that now, I will command your head to begin to ache you. And you will be going into migraine. Because migraine is a gift from the witches. They give it to people to afflict them. Hmm? I will use your gift against you. He said, please, forgive me, I will speak. I said, you better speak. And she confessed how some people followed me when I was coming among the witches. Okay? Do I need to know that? I don't. Because great, more are those who are with us than those who are against us. Hallelujah, somebody. Amen. And they gave her the poison and she put it in my food. Do I need to worry about it? No. Because the Bible says we shall drink deadly poison, it shall not hurt us. If I drink poison, I drink it to this body. And the Bible says in the book of Second, uh, first, first Corinthians 6 that my body, know you know that your body is the temple of God. So if I drink poison to the temple of God, if the God of the temple cannot handle it, let me go and meet him. I'm not one of those who want to live so long, so long, so long in this world. There's nothing here. Nothing here. There is nothing a man should do and that I have not done. I marry. I have children. And I have many grandchildren here. And I'm raising the third, fourth generation now. Yes, I read and I know book. And book know me too. Hallelujah, somebody. (laughs) So what else? What else? Your nearness to Jesus gives you confidence that man cannot buy. I remember the day that Am Robert surrounded my house. I got up to go and meet them. My wife held my leg. That's the day I knew my wife is powerful. <laughs> she is. Ah, yeah. If you think that mommy is just, ah, she is powerful. She held my leg and put the other leg to the door. A, I used all my muscles as a boxer. I could not open the door. <laughs> Amen. I said, okay, Lord, confuse their language. And they began, my fence, the fence of my house is just about uh, less than one meter. They were at the gates making noise. They were walking up and down till morning. 
until morning. And in the morning, they said, let's go, let's go, let's go. They ran away. They could not touch anybody. I live in the area. I live in the area. Let me tell you something. Pastor Josiah told me a testimony. Somebody came, you know, to visit him because I stay in his house in Nigeria. Somebody came to visit him, and that person was told to come and sleep in my, the, the area that I, you know, where my own room in his house. There's another room beside it. And they told the man to go and sleep there. And he made a, a mistake. He, he had witchcraft. And he came to do evil. But they received him with joy. Eventually he said he wanted to sleep at the downstairs, didn't it? And then the following morning he started confessing. The spirit inside him could not keep quiet. When he was confessing, the person said that he was surprised. Huh? Bro, oh, what is this man? Matter about? Ah, he said I'm a witch. <laughs> I said, uh, you don't know anything. The person you slept beside his room, <laughs> you don't know who he is. <laughs> he said, we came, we are many. And he began to talk all manners of stuff. He recorded it and showed me. I'm talking about God is near to those who call him. Near to those who call him. You don't know. You, those of you, all of you who have Jesus Christ, you don't know what you have. If you know what you have, the one who created every man, who created every evil spirit that they call idols, who make charms, the one who created the one who made charms is the one that is your friend. Come on now, come on now. Call on him. Be in relationship with him. They pour voodoo on the floor, I walk through it. It is no more voodoo when I walk past it. Others may walk past it and drop dead. If I walk past it, that is the end of that voodoo. Do I need to bind or pray over useless things? I cannot pray over what Jesus did not pray about. Relationship with Jesus Christ. He helps you to understand the finished work of the cross. The Bible says Jesus spoiled principalities and powers. He made a public show. If he spoiled principalities and powers, then they have no more effect over you who believe in him. He made a publisher of them. Listen to me. We don't have anything but him. Then build relationship with him. The relationship with him. And this is not, what I'm telling you is not now. It has been happening since I was young as a member of church like you. One day I came back home from federal service. That was 1975. And my, my, my father said, who have been, have been praying that the Lord will bring you back. I said, what is he? He said, your brother is in the, in the room. I said, what is wrong with him? He said, go there. And I came into the room and I saw my brother. And in his stomach, something would rise up like this. And push the belly like a pencil. And you see the belly become like a pyramid. And my brother would scream as if he was going to die. And after some time, the thing will come down. <laughs> when that happened before my eyes, I shook my head. I was a young man like you guys in my 20s. I shook my head. I said in the name, when it rise up again, I said in the name of Jesus, I slammed it down. Bah! I pressed the, the belly down, pulled my brother up. That was the end of the devil. Walked him out and he came out with me, went back to my office. I was not a pastor. I was just a chorister. You know, the person you associate with commands your confidence. 
Some of you are going to interview, you are afraid. Afraid of what? What God has given to you. He said, whatever you lay hands on, you prosper. Then why are you afraid of prosperity? Who told you you will not prosper? Oh, somebody curse you. Hey, you are going for prayer. Useless. The Bible says worms will eat the mouth of those who curse you. The curse did not leave their lips. For it is written, whoever curses you, I will curse. The Bible did not say break curses. The word break curses is stupid and nonsensical. Which curse? How can you break what does not exist? The Bible says in Genesis 12, whoever curses you, I will curse. So, which means that if a man turns to a Christian and curses you, that curse remains with the one who said it. By God, not by man. Not because a man breaks anything. Because God said, if anybody curses you, you are my friend, that curse go back to him. So what's the problem? So it's better for Christians to be cursed by everybody. For the Bible says in Deuteronomy that God will not permit the curse of Balaam. He turned the curse to blessing because God loves Israel. So if people curse you, it's another blessing. Pray against curses for what? Let them remain. You walk in the will of God. Call on Him. None of you who hear me must blame Satan for anything. If Satan mess around you, deal with him by calling on your God. I have just five more minutes. Okay, how many times should you see God then? One. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. He says, now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to the upstairs room where the window opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day. How many times a day? How many times a day? He got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God just as he has done before. So that tells you two information. He gave thanks to God as his regular habits. It's not when they made the decree he now started praying. No. He prays regularly at three times a day. And when the time came and they banned people from praying, he still prayed three times a day. And people recognized that that was what he used to do. Now he's still doing it. He's not afraid of the decree of the king. Whether they would throw him in lion's den or they would throw him in fire is irrelevant to him. I will talk to God. A time is coming that they will put to you, you. Rapture is at the door when the saints of God who are faithful will leave this world. Those who come to church today in their own way will remain to help others know that Jesus has come and that you know he, he the saints have been taken up to heaven. But those ones are the ones that we see the antichrist. The antichrist will manifest, he will force bad people from eating or drinking unless you take the mark of the beast. You just read it in the book of, 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 of Revelation. And so, because those who have known about this today, but they take God for light, you know, they are the ones who remain. They will now tell others that if you take the mark of the beast, you are gone. In those days, people will sleep in church. Alfred will not be here. What about you? What about you? So serve him well now. Serve him well now. Book of membership in church does not take you to heaven. The first rapture, only those who do the will of my father, Jesus said. Pray three times a day. 
Second thing about calling on God is worshiping God. Prayer and worship. Prayer and worship. Worship is prayer. Look at the book of, of Psalm 119, verse 164. This will surprise you. How many times should I worship God a day? Now, it says, seven times a day, I did what? Shall we read it together? Everybody read it. Look at the person beside you, whether he's reading. Read it to him. I can't, no, 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 no. I don't like that kind of reading you are reading now. Look at the mouth of somebody and say seven times a day, we praise him. No, no, no. Not only I now. Say we, we. Look at him and say seven times a day, we praise him. Do you know what you have just done? I know that you haven't been doing that, but now we have decided together that we will be doing that, isn't it? Oh, oh, I can't hear you. Uh, look at you, look at you, look at you. I can see some men here. Look at your mouth. Your voice will be good as baritone among the choir. But you sing when they are singing in party, your voice is the loudest. Your dance really... Michael Jackson cannot dance like you. <laughs> Michael Jackson, somebody said. But in church, when they are singing... Today, God has delivered you. Seven times a day, you will what? Praise Him! <laughs> you know how to praise Him seven times a day? Every hour, sing praise unto God. Just say, Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. I bless you for this hour. Second hour, Lord, I bless you. You have digital clock that will ring when it's hour. And then this, um, there is another clock now that does not ring. You just make grrrr in your hand. It will just do grrrr in your hand. <laughs> Those of you who have that clock, that wristwatch, uh, what do you call it again? Apple. Apple watch. If you have Apple watch, anytime the Apple watch is grrrr, that you should stand up to walk. Praise Him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And then after some time, go again. Praise Him. Before you walk, because that apple walk says that it's time to walk about, isn't it? You praise. We have cloud of weaknesses. It is good to bless the Lord. It's good to just tell Him how great He is, how good He is. For His mercy endures forever. Even in the midst of storms and sorrow, that's the time that your praise is highest. Like, God, I just thank you. Bless the Lord for the finished work of the cross. And three times a day, bend your knees before him. That's all he requires. You know, in church, most times we praise because we pray, we, we pray warfare. But you must have time in your own closet that your two knees will be on the floor. Your hand may be lifted up or your head bowed down to, he to the earth. And you are worshiping God and telling him how great he was. Let me tell you how you can easily do that. First thing in the morning where you wake up, go on your knees. Last time that you are sleeping, go on your knees before you go to your bed. That is two dawn. Nine, twelve, and three. When I was working in London here, I won't tell you the work I used to do then at the time. You won't like it, but I did it anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah in those days. Amen. Amen forevermore. I will go to the toilet and kneel down in the toilet. I will tell my boss I want to go to the toilet because they don't want you to do anything. But when they hear toilet, they let you go. Amen. So when I go to my toilet, I kneel down, I begin to praise God. I begin to thank God for the hour. This is the hour of prayer. Lord, I acknowledge you. I bless you. I, at least if I'm pooing, 
they don't expect me to finish food in 10 minutes. <laughs> at, at least, not 5 minutes now. If I come after I open my door, that's the time that I finish. But I wasn't praying, I was praying. Blessing the name of the Lord, thanking God for the day, and asking God for strength, for gift, for grace. That's all I ask God for. I don't ask Him for money, I don't ask Him for success, because I don't, I don't have to ask for those things. The Bible says, seek ye for the kingdom of God and His righteousness. All these things will be added. So I ask Him for the kingdom, not for success. I would get there now. And this is where I believe all the grace that I have acquired. Each time I go before him, I come out with something new. Each time I seek him and he visits me, he leaves some residue in me. And this is what has changed my life gradually, gradually to what you're seeing today. If you can seek him, you will find him. And you will find him when you seek him with all your heart. Let's stand up together. We're going to lift up our voice to heaven and bless the name of the Lord for the grace he has given to us. Shall we begin to pray a prayer of thanks in the name of Jesus? Begin to pray a prayer of thanks. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace you have given me. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Thank God for salvation. Lord my God, Father, I bless you for the knowledge you have given to me. Thank God that whenever man turned to God, veil is removed. Men with unveiled faces reflect the God, the Lord's glory. Because it says, call upon me, and I will show you hidden things. For the mysteries that God will begin to show you about your life, about your family, about your home. Give God the praise and honor and glory for the end of the matter that heaven will begin to reveal to you. Thank God for his relationship. The God who had decided to relate with mortal men. Give God the praise. Give God the praise. Father, we exalt you. Exalt and magnify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. For the ears of the Lord is not dull as to answer. The Bible says, Some wandered in the desert wasteland, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their life ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and He delivered them from their distress. In this new month, God will deliver you from your distress. As you enter the month of February, the distress you have till this hour shall not enter dealing with you. 
He says, the Lord led them by a straight way to the city. If you have been wondering, and you are under my voice anywhere under heaven, before the end of this month of January, the Lord will lead you through the way. You will discover your city, says the Lord. You will settle down, says the Most High. It says, therefore, that some sat in darkness and the deepest gloom, prisoners suffering in iron chains, for they had rebelled against the word of the Lord and despised the counsel of the Most High. Everyone that have ended up in darkness because of your past rebellion, and because you did not accept the counsel of the word of God, and you found yourself as a prisoner, I declare you are set free in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The days of your gloom is over, I declare. All your suffering and chains are commanded to be destroyed completely. The yoke that hold you bound, I command it to be broken in the name of Jesus. He says, so he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness and the deepest gloom and broke away their chain. Anyone under my voice, who by virtue of your rebellion of the past against God, you find yourself in a mess of the devil. You find yourself in the dungeon of Satan. You find yourself in the chains of the enemy. I command you are set free in the name of Jesus Christ. If you have stumbled and you have fallen, I command you to rise up again in the name of Jesus. If you have been subject to bitter labor, I bind those who subject you. I cast them to hell. I decree that your labor will begin to be fruitful from this hour. Any distress that you have been in, I command an end to your distress. If Father says, some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquity. If that is you, I command that your iniquity have been atoned for and your sins are forgiven by the blood of the Lamb. And so, I command affliction, depart in the name of Jesus. Every sickness and affliction that came because of iniquity. I challenge you by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He took away our transgressions. Yes, he forgave all our iniquities. The chastisement that makes us is upon him. By his stripes we were healed. By his stripes we were healed. I command affliction to came by iniquity. Be removed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. He says they cry out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent for his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. <clears throat> Anybody who has been assigned to die, untimely death, I command rescue by the word of God. You shall not die but live. You shall not die but live. The condition that was seen in you, by virtue of which they have declared your death sentence, I revoke the condition in the name of Jesus. Because the blood of Calvary paid for it, so iniquity, affliction, I cast you from your root to die. I command your dead life to receive life now. I command your dead bodies to receive life now. I command your dead organ to be waking up in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And finally he says, Others went out to the sea on ship. They were merchants of the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonders did, his wonderful deed in the deep. 
For he spoke and stilled up the tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up on the heavens and went down to the depth. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunken men. They were at the wit's end. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper, and waves of the sea was hushed. I say, I command the storm of your life to be still in the name of Jesus. I command the roaring waves of your life to hush in the name of Jesus. I say to the impediment that is confronting you, to the storms of Satan sent against you, be still and know that I'm Lord. The redeemed of the Lord will return with singing. I say you will return with singing. I say you will return with singing. Everlasting joy will crown your head. In this new week, everlasting joy will crown your head. Shame and sorrow shall depart from you. The condition before you that looks like defeat, it shall come to pass as you enter tomorrow, it shall become victory. The situation that is posted against you, that seemingly will put you to shame, I say do not be afraid. It shall end up in celebration. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are the have rejected you concerning good things. I say it shall come to pass. The last days remaining in, in, in January, it shall come to pass. They will call you back to receive what is due to you. Satan will not be able to hinder you. Powers of hell will fail over you. Yours will be the delightful land. You shall go out in joy. You shall be left out in peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you. Barando Sakaya Boriana Kantai. Mepehele Leskete Purimanande. And the trees of the fish shall clap their hands before you. Instead of thorn, you shall begin to have pines. In the name of Jesus Christ. Your deserts are teem with life. And highways shall be made for you in the desert places. The Lord will go before you and open the double doors. By his right hand, he will subdue the nations. Thank you, Father God. I sing. Don't worry if you don't understand me. This is what I hear the angels saying. is formed over you. Fear not. It shall pour down abundant rain of blessing. This last week of January, 
into the first week of February, it shall pour down in Christ's faith tabernacle. Everyone that connect with me all over the globe, I stand in Christ in God as a messenger of God for this end time. And say to you, by the one who lives forever and never, that this month remaining into the new month of February, heaven shall open over you. It will pour down rains of blessing. It will pour down rains of healing. It will pour down rains of comfort. It will pour down rains of power over you. Your zeal for God, those of you who have lost it, shall recover now. My God and my King, thank you because it's done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name, somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Jam your hands together for the King of heaven that lives forever and ever. Turn to some beside you, congratulate them in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I love it. I love it. I love it. Please take your seats. You want to promise me something? All of you. This is what you want to promise me. We want to, we want to sign contract together, me and you. I'm going to Nigeria tomorrow. Are we together? You are going to pray for me. Will you not? Yes, sir. Look at the mouth of the person beside you and say, I pray for apostle. If you don't say something, your prayer will be double. If you are just looking at me like that. Because I'm going to pray for you right through my journey. Because when I'm not among you, I'm going to mission field now in Nigeria. You know, this is the season before Buhari came in. That I went to Nigeria and God gave me vision about Buari. At the time, this, this, the people said Buari would never be the president. And God told me exactly the period he will, he will spend, which are announced on their press and everywhere. And I've been told that they are waiting for me to hear God. So you will pray that God will speak through me. Amen. Because if God didn't say anything, I would tell them he said nothing. Abi? But I can guarantee you, by the time I come back, just for, I'm going there for a few days. I will come back the following week, Monday. By the time I come back, you will hear. Are we together now? You must pray for me as I'm going. Because I've been ministering to church leaders. I've been doing crusades. The blind will see. The lame will walk. I will speak to the destiny of Nigeria. I know that before living. And things will fall in line in that nation. Amen. I will get there now. So I covet your prayer serious. 